She take my money when I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town that digs on me. Uh. Saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Welcome back to the planet, the podcast for L Word fans. Back, we've been on hiatus. Oh, I'm Elka, and I'm Casey. We missed you guys. I'm really glad we're back to doing the podcast. So how was your trip home to visit the family, Casey? <laughs> well, you were there. I know. <laughs> how would you describe our trip? <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered one thing that happened. Let's just try to sum it up really quickly. We flew back home. I guess you still call it home, even if you haven't lived there for like half your life. Let's see. We spent some time with your sister and with your niece and with your bro mm-hmm. and then and your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we went to see my family. So we drove up north to see, I almost said their last name. <laughs> By the way, I should say that my mom lives in Lima, Ohio. Unfortunately, we were not in Lima, Peru, as some listeners thought. Based I was on just a- kidding when I said that. Yeah. I wish we'd been in Lima, <clears throat> Peru, but no, we were in Lima, a.k.a. Slima. <laughs> Okay, so Go your on. sister lives in Columbus. We were there. I wasn't going to say the names of the cities because I thought people would track us down and shoot us. <laughs> and we went to the little kid's birthday party. That was awesome. All the kids at the birthday party ganged up on me and beat me to death with giant balloons. Yeah. It was hilarious. And there was a pinata and stuff. So then yeah. we went to uh, where my parents live. <laughs> a bunch of my family showed up and... Um, one of my brother-in-laws came and he like has an anger management problem and he's a cop. Of course, those two things go together. And he also secretly hates gay people, black people, anybody who's not white and blonde haired, basically. And Christian. Yeah, definitely Christian. (laughs) And basically he made a big ass of himself and all the homos there, which was about half the room, laughed their asses off at him. (laughs) Well, what did he say? <laughs> this was great because Casey, Casey is like, I don't know what it is, like a little terrier that when she sees your weak spot, she just goes for it. <laughs> and so the guy was pissed off when he got there. And so, of course, Casey can't not start making some little comments. No. You weren't even doing anything, though. You were just, you were making some joke about the Domino's pizza guy. Right. And your brother in law got all mad. Right. He basically was like, don't bring that up again. Which to me is like, don't push this button. And I'll be like, I got to push the button. Exactly. So, (laughs) of course, after he said, don't bring that up again in a serious, angry man tone, cop voice, I was like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to bring it up as much as possible now. Because, you know, that's just the way I am. So I brought the subject up again. (laughs) And he basically got like his face turned bright purple <laughs> and he ran away into the kitchen because he couldn't like deal with the amount of tension and anger in his body anymore and i looked over at him and he goes you're such a queer <laughs> oh my god it was priceless and he totally didn't mean it like you fag or whatever he was just like you're queer you know like how people say that you're uh-huh. such a queer and I mean, and of course, in like the room. immediately, I start cackling. <laughs> we <laughs> and all. his daughter and his, her girlfriend were there, <laughs> and it was like four dykes in a row at the family reunion, and we were just rolling. Right. Oh my god, it was <clears throat> priceless, hilarious. And Casey's mom's like, "What? What happened? Why is everybody <laughs> laughing?" Well, the my guy made a complete ass of himself, <laughs> and we, he was just, like, openly mocked by a bunch of dykes that he hates. <laughs> it was priceless. Yeah, and my sister, his wife, was just like, oh, my God, do we need to leave? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm fine. And then he progressed, and, like, he just kept getting more and more angry, and finally they left. <laughs> Because he made some stupid comment and made himself look like a total ass wipe. <laughs> oh, he goes, you queer. And then I go, yeah, the grass is green, too. So it was this big explosion, which that's very common in my 
It's usually over politics or I don't even know, which is some stupid thing. And this time it happened to be about queer. <laughs> Basically, I'm never going to let this joke go for the rest of his life. Well, he's the one that well, did yeah, it. He All did it we're doing is is uh, mocking him for being an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I'm not related to these people. I've known your family for, I don't know, about eight years or so. I was shocked. Because <laughs> if that happened in my family... <laughs> the guy would have been thrown out, basically. Yeah. If one of my brothers-in-law called me queer in front of my mom, she would kick his ass to the curb. Not if he didn't mean it like that, though. She, I think she would have gotten mad. She would have said something to him, probably. But my mom is out of it. She didn't know what was going on. Well, not that she would have defended me, but... So then, as soon as we left your mom's house, we're like, we gotta go get a drink. So we went to Kent. We went to our old college town and... <laughs> Saw a bunch of people that have been there since, uh, I don't know, 1980. <laughs> okay, so the weird thing about going to Kent, we ran into some old friend, and he's like, check out my MySpace page, which I kind of think MySpace is a big waste of life. Like, what does it do? It's just your name and a picture, and ooh, look how many friends I have. It's kind of stupid. No, you keep in contact with your old friends. That's the whole point. I mean, if you can't keep in contact with your old friends through telephone and email, then MySpace isn't going to help. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not into it. But so I went on MySpace to look up this guy's page. Somehow I ended up finding the MySpace page of my ninth grade boyfriend. And he's a leather daddy now. That was kind of weird. Yet expected. So then we spent the rest of the time basically with your mom. Yeah. We and did the interview. It went pretty well. Yeah. We'll probably put that on the next chart. And that was our uh, time out of town in Ohio. All I can say is I am so glad to be home in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So, so glad. And I actually missed podcasting. Well, we edited on. when we were there. We edited our last one. Oh, my God. That was a debacle. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> so here's what shit. happened. We were in Columbus, and we're like, okay, we're finished editing the podcast. And generally, we edit it, and then we both listen to it, yeah, and then we post it. And this one, I, I edited half of it on the plane, and the other half, I stayed up all night in a hotel doing it. So I was a little distracted. And we're like, okay, it's done. We don't really, we just want to get it posted because we knew people were waiting or and whatever. It was late. It was really late. We posted it, and you downloaded it to your MP3 player, right? And you were listening to it in the car while we were driving away from the hotel <laughs> to get coffee, and we got like. I don't know, five miles away or something. And you're like, stop the car. Holy shit. <laughs> Turn around. Go back to the hotel. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, we got it. We made a screw up in the editing. And I was like, what? What do we need to turn the car around? <laughs> oh, God. I seriously thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, you looked sickly. And I was like, holy shit. So I was like, so I pulled the car over and I'm like, okay, well, let me hear it. Because I thought, as usual, you're overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> so you start playing it. Are we going to say what? Sure. Well, what had happened was we had had two separate conversations. Right. And through my <laughs> shitty editing skills. Terrible. The, the two different separate conversations became merged in a way and that was completely and totally inappropriate and unintentional. Yeah, it made you... S okay, so we... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm getting all upset again. Okay. I almost cried when I heard this. It was a total mistake. Okay, so from the beginning of the show, I'm like, I have the monkey pox. And like, I don't know. I was just talking about like, you're a silly monkey, all this stuff. Yeah. And I always call you monkey. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing, monkey? Because we're silly and because I used to work at the zoo. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> so we were having this conversation about Kit and what she said to Boyra about being a man inside. And then I said, I said that Casey is a monkey inside. But then no. that statement was too close to a sentence where we were talking about someone being white or black on the inside. Yeah. And then it sounded like somehow I was relating being black inside to being monkey inside. Which is totally oh racist. God, oh my God. Like the most, oh my God. <laughs> so we, oh, I we like raced back to the hotel. I, I was like hyperventilating. Oh my God, oh my God. It sounds like I called people monkeys. Oh my God. <laughs> so I like did a U-turn. We oh, screamed shit. back to the hotel. 
and even, we didn't even go up to the room we just threw the in the lobby down. we're like get it off get it off the internet yeah <laughs> 400 people or something had already downloaded it in that 10 minutes so we, to those 400 people sorry <laughs> oh, they're probably not listening anymore because they think we're racist it was are, awful are you avoiding talking about the topic at hand maybe <laughs> all right let's get on with it okay well first really quick we're gonna judge the comic contest i swear to god <laughs> the next chart will announce yeah. the winners and we'll post the comics thank you for your patience and i'm catching up with the emails too so if you emailed us and i didn't answer you sorry but i'll get to you i promise all right, so this week's episode was Losing the Light, and it was a really cheerful episode. And, you know, after a long week out of town, I needed something to boost my spirits, and this really did it. Yeah, you know, you spend the week with a bunch of homophobes, and you just <laughs> want a positive, happy, fun, queer message. Yeah, and I mean, I felt so cheery inside. and comfort. Yeah, it was like great. Like a singing daisy. I know, I felt really, like, sunshiny. Yeah, it was just... Everything in the show, I mean, they they had, everybody was wearing bright colors and everybody was smiling, happy and shiny. All right. So Dana died <laughs> as predicted. Oh, man. I can't say that Dana has always been my favorite character. Yeah, she has. She used to be your favorite. I said she hasn't always been, mm. but from time to time, I like her the best. I was really pissed off. Especially when I found out that Erin Daniels was fired. Because I had assumed that she wanted to go do movies and that's right. and she had decided to leave the show. When I found out that it was not her choice, that was even more upsetting to me. Yeah. And I'm still not sure if I really understand. I mean, I know there's this pedantic message that they're, they're trying to convey to us. As if we don't already know people with cancer in our lives. Well, I mean, I can I get it. Because it was an important character, but not... Probably the most popular. She was one of the most popular. I know. I said that's the why most. they did. It. I mean, they're not going to do it to Bet or Alice, basically. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. I don't think anyone is safe <laughs> because Dana. Everybody likes Dana, and not only did everyone like her, but she was the most easy to identify. Yeah. She was one of the most real seeming characters. I mean, you know, Carmen is like a sheet of cardboard. She's cute, but there's nothing to her. Even Shane. Not so deep, but Dana seemed like a real person. They said that on their little show that Dana was the character that most people voted that they related to most, I think. Yeah. Speaking of that little show, well, how many of you prefer our PSAs to the L words PSAs? <laughs> I think that's the whole point. Like, she is the character that most people relate to, and I think they said one out of nine women gets breast cancer. So mm -hmm. I think they wanted it for some reason. The producers, the makers of the show, this is a really strong message that they wanted to put through, and they did it. It is an important subject. And, I mean, yeah, everybody knows a lot of people get cancer and a lot of women get breast cancer. Maybe there aren't too many reminders. I'm not against the way they did it, but it's just, it makes me really sad and disappointed to see Dana go because... That's what they want. That's what I, I'm saying. I know, I know. You know, at first, after I saw the show, I actually felt pretty resentful for a few days. I felt kind of manipulated. I mean, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be upset, but I feel manipulated into feeling the way they want me to feel. It probably would have been more accurate if they had her live. She's young. Mm -hmm. She gets breast cancer. She gets it cut off. Generally, I mean, I know people die from breast cancer. Don't get me wrong, but that's kind of weird that she would just die. Yeah, it was very fast. But, I mean, that happens sometimes. I'm not saying it doesn't. I actually thought that they'd make it more painful. Like, I didn't cry. I mean, it was sad, but I wasn't like, it didn't affect me. Oh, I teared up both times I watched it. Really? Even a week after I saw it for the first time, when I saw it again, I, I almost cried again today. Wow. Not me. Because it's so realistic. You know, on TV, they show someone in the hospital bed, and they're all gaunt and pale and all their friends are sitting around together oh you mean usually on television yeah and then they say something profound and then they die and in this <laughs> yeah, one, that's, you're right this is how it happens like someone slips away while you're in the gift shop mm -hmm. you've been there five days you barely left to go pee and then you go outside for a minute to get some air and they're gone you're it's right so it's it's realistic and then the flower thing like when you're in the depths of grief 
something like really cheesy and stupid will intrude. It's like if your grandma dies and you're sitting there and Friends is on TV and it's totally incongruous. Oh, yeah. You're right. You know? You're so, so deep, Elka. Maybe you should write some poetry now. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> there was an article in, what was it, The Times about how major shows are killing off characters oh, to make yeah. it more dramatic. And so we thought that <laughs> we would kill off Casey to make the podcast better. Well, will you get a replacement? Yeah, I'm going to get a transgender German Shepherd to be my co-host. <laughs> that might be more entertaining, actually. Okay, here's one of the problems that I have with killing off Dana. I would be less upset that they killed off Dana if it seemed that they were able to bring new characters onto the show who were well-developed and interesting. I mean, look at the new characters we have. Max. Blah. Less interesting than a block of wood. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this more later, but I was a huge Moira fan from the beginning. And they have basically made it impossible to like that character. Right. Because I really wanted to like that character. Yeah. I mean, Moira came on. I wasn't crazy about her. Obviously, not my type, whatever. I wasn't into it. But then I was like, you know what? This is going to be an interesting story, though. When they showed her up on a hilltop mm -hmm. overlooking the city, you thought, okay, this is going to be really good because I remember you saying to that. a new city. It's going to be this journey. But now it's... We'll talk about Max more later in the recap. And like Carmen, she's just so one-dimensional. Well, she's, she's probably leaving. Who else? Dylan? Blah. She didn't last long enough, though. If they're going to start killing the old characters, then they need to bring in some new characters that have more to them than Mangus. Well, that's weird because at first, I, well, I didn't like Moira, but I thought her character would get good. I thought that Car Carmen would get better. Mm -hmm. And Angus, I thought, I'm going to hate this guy, but I actually like him now. But it's nothing like intriguing. He's just some dude. He's just some nice guy. I like him, but he's really boring. There's right. nothing to him. Oh, but you know, my favorite new character is Henry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what? you're right. They did kill off one of the good people. She was kind of funny. Yeah, you know, you can have 10 maxes and it wouldn't be as good as one Dana. That's true. But I will say I'm not ready to start saying, oh, the L word has jumped the shark. No. I think that, you know, season three, things were a little rocky. The writing was a little bit off at times. The continuity was weird. Mark got abducted by aliens and no one cared. <laughs> um, characters just like instantly change personalities for no reason. This is going to be on our recap show. But I'm not ready to give up. I think that season four still has potential and I'm still looking forward to it. You pretty much know one of the people who's on the show now is going to be gone. Maybe two. I so that means they're probably going to bring in two new ladies. Hopefully hope. women. Gay women. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind. Well, obviously, I'd like to see some new women on or the show. Or fags. But I was going to say, in addition, I'd like to see some fags, too. You're right. It's kind of weird now. I don't know. The whole show's gotten kind of weird. I mean, maybe it was they had a good season, too. Maybe they delayed their sophomore slump, and now it's over with, and <laughs> we can get back to some of the awesome storylines from seasons one and two that hooked us all on the show in the first place. But okay, I still I just have to add, a bad episode of The L Word... It's still better than a good episode of any other TV show. Yeah. So if I'm complaining, you still have to look at the right. Uh, we're the big always, picture. There are always going to be things where we're like, I didn't like that. I like. I wish they'd do this. That's just how it is. Yeah. That's why we have this show. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> we're not. We're not just going to sit here and be like, this was great again because blah blah. I mean, the show overall is awesome. We know this. We're not complaining and saying the show sucks at all, except for that we are. Yeah, the show sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I'm not watching it anymore. I want to watch Will and Grace now. We're going to start doing Blech. a podcast of uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, please. <laughs> okay, let's All get right, on let's with... talk about the L word. <laughs> so the opening scene is Lara in Paris, uh, covered in mud with a hot French curl. And you know this is my weakness, so of course I was like, what? I would have been all over that muddy girl. We get another glimpse of Laura's perky little nipples that yeah. everybody loves. Nice profile. <laughs> they were mud-covered, but nonetheless. 
She sees a woman missing a breast, and for some reason that prompts her to call Dana, who of course is in the hospital, and they keep showing um, images of Dana's empty apartment throughout the whole show. What was with the timeline? Did you really get that? They're not, not the entirely. Timeline. I don't think it was bad. I, I liked the timeline, but I'm not sure if I entirely got get it? the full significance. I mean, I can see, in a way, the timeline was saying life goes on. Dana is in a hospital bed, dying in mm-hmm. the afternoon. Meanwhile, life continues. Everyone else is doing their own thing, oblivious to what's going on. It's like that old lady at the bus stop said, the only thing you do alone is die. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. At first, when the show started and I saw the little clock at the bottom, I thought they were going to show what everybody was doing at the time of the death and it was going to be somehow significant and everybody would be tied in somehow, but it wasn't like that at all. Well, I think that's what was significant about it was that no one was doing anything significant except for maybe Bet, Because that's how it is. When something happens and you hear about it, you always remember what you were doing the minute Mm. before you got that phone call. And I think that the timer had something to do with that. On next week's show, I wonder if they're going to show everyone's reactions... They're going to have to, or else I'm going to feel really robbed. Well, when Lara was calling Dana, what I, I started thinking about how Dana's last words she ever said to Lara were so mean and hurtful. That's going to make things harder for Lara. I don't even think she's going to make it back for the funeral. I wonder if she even knows. I mean, how's anyone going to get in touch with her? I guess eventually someone will play her messages, Dana's messages. I hope Lauren Lee Smith is still on the L Word next season. I don't know whether she is or is not. Yeah, she better be. She's hottie. Yeah, everybody likes her. But I mean, how awful that the woman you love, the last thing she ever said to you in her life were basically like, fuck you, you're not my mother, get out. Maybe Dana knew without really knowing. Because that might, in a way, make it easier on you. I see what you're saying, but... I don't think that it actually would make things easier for Lara because now she's going to have guilt to go along with her grief. Alice will make her feel better. I wish I could make Alice feel better. (laughs) Leisha Haley is really a good actress. She hasn't been in that much. I mean, she was in All Over Me, but she was just a kid then. She's so good. Yeah, she's great. She's better than just for pimping yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like Lara's probably not going to make it back for the funeral. But she's still in France. That's all we see of Lauren Lee Smith in this episode, unfortunately. Obviously, the whole show, Alice is in the hospital or outside of the hospital. And when Alice is outside at the hospital, she sits down on a bench and she stares up at the sun. Did that remind you of anything? No. Oh. Okay, never mind. (laughs) No, what? What did it? Well, it reminded me. Well, every time I've ever done that, something is has either just happened that's pretty significant in my life or something is going to happen or you're going through some period of change what like the staring hell are you talking about <laughs> staring at the sun is a significant thing and plus it reminded me of douglas copeland because he's always talking about people staring in the sun and it's all meaningful hello are you are you awake are you with me here elka <laughs> i don't <laughs> know how to respond to that <laughs> well it doesn't make any damn sense well why do you think they showed her staring at the sun and they actually showed the sun i guess because it was bizarre world in alice's mind at that moment or they could just be like showing her being outside and she hasn't been outside and like felt the warmth of the sun for a while but i thought mm-hmm. that scene was interesting it touched me <laughs> that was me <laughs> oh i thought it was the sun tina shows up then there's this great line well wait okay go ahead what were you gonna say i was gonna say that tina's hair looked probably the best in this episode as it has ever yeah tina actually looked good in this she looked episode. really pretty so she's in the hospital and then she leaves to go with her man and <laughs> alice says bisexuality is gross i see that now which i kind of agree with that pisses me off actually kind of a lot (laughs) i mean the whole show what doesn't piss you off today they've had one token bisexual the whole show and now all of a sudden the woman's over 30 she's identified as bisexual since college now all of a sudden in one second no i'm not bi anymore she didn't say she wasn't bi anymore you can realize that something about your own life is gross I just think that that's really, really weak writing. (laughs) 
It's I, stupid. Well, it's something and that it's someone insulting. would say. There's one token bisexual, and she hasn't been very good at playing bisexual the whole time. And now all of a sudden, yeah, it's gross. Never mind. What no. the fuck? I think it's just like in the moment. Imagine yourself sitting there with someone who barely speaks. Some lady comes in who you who used to be in a relationship with one of your friends, and now she's going out with a gross-out dude, and she leaves to go be with him. You might say that too. What if I was at your bedside and then I was like, you know what? Jews really are money grubbers. That's not the same thing at all. You don't trash your own identity to cheer someone else up. I think it was a joke. Well, it's not a very funny joke. It's a stupid joke. All right. Plus, Alice has never been bisexual. Don't point that pen at me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really stupid. Okay. And I found it kind of insulting i thought it was funny myself okay it was funny <laughs> but it, that doesn't okay, make it not stupid you forgot to take your medication again <laughs> your mood is like no i, I can't everything no it funny. It, well something that's stupid can still be funny i mean look at you <laughs> <laughs> all right hold on i come over there to kick your ass <laughs> oh no ah! <laughs> with karate i'll kick your ass <laughs> no now I pull out all your pubic hair. I'm a ninja, bitch. <laughs> okay, wait. That didn't sound very real. Okay, I'm going to have to do the rest of the show by myself now because Elka's passed. I mean, I kicked her ass and she's knocked out on the floor. Wake up. I need an aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, that was just one line. Let's just chill out or else I'm going to have to beat you down again. If you do that, I'm going to cut your fucking tits off myself. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tina goes off with the dude, and they have, like, the heterosexual date. I.e. boring as hell. Yeah, they go to some <laughs> restaurant. The guys talk about basketball. Kids are there. I know. If that's what you want, Tina, you're welcome to it. Well, obviously, that is what she wants. She wants that comfort of not having to, like, make intelligent conversation anymore. <laughs> Apparently. In the meantime, Bet is leaving the Buddhist camp. Actually, I liked the whole thing with Bet this time. It was cute. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Bet leaves, and the person who in the credits is only known as Beautiful Monk gives her a longing glance. Okay, yeah. What was up with? Okay, <laughs> a few weeks ago, TVGuide.com or whatever, TV Guide Online, in the little description of this show, it said Bet has a romantic encounter with. Someone unexpected at the Buddhist retreat place or something. That's what TV Guide said. And where do they get their information? I mean, this was in like, you know how if you, mm-hmm. you read the little blurb about what the show is? Sure. 99% of the time it's accurate. And twice now it was wrong. The Buddhist colony thing, there was no romance that we know of. Did they just do it and cut it out? Because also in the TV Guide Online, another episode, they were talking about how Jenny went to the support group for people in a transsexual relationship. And we know that they shot that and cut it out because it was in the deleted scenes online. So did they also shoot Bet having an affair with that bald lady and then cut it out? Because why would they show her looking at Bet walking away? Like, who cares what this bald-headed lady thinks? <laughs> You know what I mean? I think that was really weird. That TV Guide thing is really weird. I don't know why they would have said that. I think that it was originally in the show and they cut it out. That's my guess. I mean, I have no idea because that's what happened with the other scene. Anywho, as soon as Bette leaves the silent retreat, she's just (laughs) screaming her head off. That whole scene with her reminded me of myself. Like her walking down the road all kind of disheveled looking and yet looking happy. That's pretty much what I look like. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she meets some strangers. and Yeah, she meets Aragorn and Mrs. Claus at the bus stop. <laughs> and they have a little moment of bonding, and then they all part. Max and Jenny go see Tim and Mrs. Tim. Okay, first of all, why would you get together? She obviously still resents him. Why would you choose to get together with him? She knows he's a closed-minded asshole from Ohio, where all the air is so clean. <laughs> yeah, that's clean Ohio air. Um, there's not... Wrong. <laughs> you can tell this show is written by people that spent their whole lives in L.A. and have no fucking clue what the rest of the world is like. <laughs> well, the air is cleaner in Ohio than in Los Angeles, but come on. 
I mean, every kid in Ohio has asthma. That doesn't come from clean air. That whole encounter was bad. I didn't well, get why they even did it. What was the point of it? I don't know. I think the point was to make Jenny look bad. Oh, I thought the point was to get us on the side of Max. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> okay, Max and Jenny were bickering before they even got there. Like, as they, they were? Yeah, they, Max was like, well, if we were running late, I could have stopped what I was doing. But what? They were bickering as soon as they got there. Oh, I don't remember that. It, it was like a toss-off line. You oh. had to be paying attention. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were bickering when they got there. And I just, have you ever seen Max and Jenny... No. Hang out together and laugh. No, why are they even together? They don't even smile at each other. They only have been together a few months. Max stopped smiling as soon as he became a man. They never smile. They never laugh. They never joke. They never look happy. I mean, why are they together? And it's like that with all the characters on this show. Do people not understand the reason for being in a relationship? <laughs> it's like it's a job that they have to do, and it sucks. Like, look at Shane and Carmen. Oh, you're right. And then Bet and Tina. And then Max and Jen, they're all miserable. You don't have to have a girlfriend. Right. It's not a law. The whole point of being in a relationship is because you have fun with that person and you like being around them. Theoretically. I just think that's really weird. But Max and Jenny, I have no idea why they're together at all. Well, I got it in the very beginning. Yeah. Like before. On the trip to L.A. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, once they got there, they obviously don't like each other anymore. It's stupid. They should break up. I think they're going to. I hope so. I mean, for two reasons. A, I don't really want to see Max anymore. <laughs> and B, because I, I want to see Jenny with something interesting and good. Like, she needs some hot girl to go out with. Lesbian show. Lesbian show. This is a <laughs> lesbian show. That's not my problem with Jenny and Max at all. What? My problem is that it's not a lesbian relationship. My problem with them is that it's a boring, lame, unhappy relationship. Yeah. It's not like they've been together 10 years and now they're unhappy and they don't want to get divorced. Yeah, and I thought What's Jenny was supposed point? to be... <laughs> I thought Jenny was supposed to be like having this time of clarity, yet she's with this dude who's like kind of angry and bitter all the time. What did you think of Max's interaction with Tim? <laughs> Max was like an eager little puppy. What do you mean? He was pathetic. He's, oh, do you work out? <laughs> A real dude would not go up to an other dude and be like, hey, man, do you work out? Unless yeah. he was hitting on him. I guess you're right. I mean, uh, they might. I don't know what and they then, talk about. <laughs> well, first of all, Tim and Max are just talking. Jenny and Max both came off looking like assholes after this interaction. Because first Tim and Max are just talking, and all of a sudden Jenny out of nowhere butts in. He's transitioning. He's a pre-op transsexual. Well, she was reacting to, okay, because Max said his swim time, which obviously would be terribly slow if you were a guy. And Tim was like, what was your time? And that's why she said that. It's not her business. Uh, yes, it is. It's that's Max's her boyfriend. Life. It's Max's vagina. Let Max tell him. <laughs> Okay. Max has a brain, supposedly, and vocal cords. He can well, choose when and how and how much to disclose. That's not Jenny's job. I think that was the whole point of the scene was to make her look. Well, it worked. I, I'm like, Jenny, you're an asshole. <laughs> She's like, ooh, look how weird I am. Kind of. I'm starting to think that Jenny is using Max for the shock value. So then Tim no. gets in the car with Mrs. Tim. It's not like the shock value. It's like, okay, like, have you ever known any writers... Who weren't yes. really writers. Okay, like I used to be one of those people. Like I thought I was a writer, but I really am not. And so I would try to experience as many weird, <laughs> like just weird things as you and people as you can, because then you have more to go on. I think it's kind of like that. She's trying to experience what is not anything that is not normal. That's what she's attracted to. Not mainstream, you should say. Same thing. I have a lot to say about Jenny and Max, though. So Tim and Becky get in the car, and he's like, next time we see Jenny, she's going to be with a German <laughs> Shepherd. And, you know, ordinarily that might be kind of a homophobic thing to say if you were talking about someone else, but with Jenny, it's probably true. Tim's kind of gross and kind of an asshole, but at the same time, I totally see where he's coming from. If, if I had were... to put up with Jenny for that long. Yeah, and then they go for lunch. 
And this is what happens? Why would he meet her for lunch with his pregnant wife? And why would Jenny with Max meet him? For it doesn't make any sense. If I were the wife, I would want to meet the ex. The ex-lesbian who's dating a transsexual? Yes. I mean, you know, you always have that curiosity about your lover's exes. Would you want to meet your current lover's exes? Well, you've met some of them probably. Um, there is one who I who I would kind of like to meet. Really? <laughs> yeah. Her um, fiancé. I didn't think you wanted to meet him. Speaking of failed writers. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of things throughout the scenes with Tim and Jenny that just made the red light go off. Like... <laughs> Every time Jenny looked or spoke or touched Max, he had a look of like, <laughs> and then like he locked her out of the car for a minute. <laughs> That's real mature. <laughs> In front of her ex-boyfriend. And then Max, for some reason, thinks that being masculine means eating like a rabid <laughs> hyena. I mean, has Max never met any men before that he doesn't know how to act like one? I know plenty of men who understand the basic, like, how to chew and eat food without, without talking like a at the fucking same time. caveman. He's going overboard, obviously, on everything. Here's what I don't get about Max. This is the pro there's probably not going to be another transsexual character on television for 20 years. <laughs> this is your one shot. All you trainees out there, this is it. If you want media representation, it's Max. And they have written this character in a way that makes him impossible to like. I really want to like Moira and I I did like Moira and I really wanted to like Max. I was completely predisposed to like him. There's nothing to like. If you want to be liked, you have to be nice to other people and treat other people respectfully. And if you're not going to do that, then you have to be intelligent and witty and good at conversation and interesting and funny. And if you're going to be dumb and mean, then you have to at least be good looking. Three strikes, Max. Max has never read a book. He's never smiles. He never says anything funny. What's the deal? Is there anything about Max that is likable? Then after Jenny and Tim get into it and Tim and Becky storm out. Oh, what did you think of that scene where um, when they were at Pink's and Jenny turned around and saw herself pregnant in that body? I think that probably every bisexual and most lesbians have that moment where you just think, God, things would just be so much easier if. Oh, I thought it was like a fearful scene. She was like, oh, my God, that could have been me. Fuck. Mm. You thought she was like, oh, that could have been me. Both, actually. I think it was both. Because for a second, you're like, God, that could be me. I could be pregnant, marry, and settle down. And then you're like, oh, God, I could be pregnant. Oh. Then after Tim and Becky storm out, Max takes Tim's side. Yeah. Has Max never dated a girl before? I don't care how wrong your girlfriend is. <laughs> I don't care what she did or to whom. You got to be on her side. Yeah. Or you're never going to get any ass again. <laughs> well, I don't think anything's happening there either. I mean, the dumbest, dumbest heterosexual guy in the world knows you got to take your girlfriend's side. Well, plus she totally had a point. I mean, both sides had a point. I could see Tim's view and I could see hers. But yeah, if you're in the car with either one of them, you're going to take that person's side. Unless it was ridiculous, which it wasn't. I mean, it was ridiculous, but like ridiculously one-sided. Even if it is ridiculous, even if your husband just called your gay sister queer in front of the whole family <laughs> or something else like horrible where you're obviously in the wrong, you still got to take oh, your partner's side. So you think that my sister on the drive home was like, why did you say, I think she was like, why did you say that to her husband? I don't think Oh, she I don't think she. I do. I hope so. I hope she beat the shit out of him in the van. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucked him up the ass with a dildo. Oh, my God. We can't leave that on here. <laughs> they would never. I'm sure that they um, follow the laws of sodomy. The, the laws? sodomy laws. The anti-sodomy laws. You think? Well, maybe that's why he's so angry. He's never had a blowjob. <laughs> okay, this is grossing me out. So apparently this show was like, it was an advertisement for M&M's, Pepsi, and Pink's hot dog stand. 
Did you notice that when Shane was mad at Carmen, she was watching TV and it was turned up really loud and she was watching one of Showtime's other shows, Yeah, Penn and Teller's Bullshit, and they made sure to get the name of the show really loud in the background. Lame. Well, it is a good show. I'm surprised that um, she wasn't watching Betty concerts <gasps> on TV. Oh my God, you're right. And that Carmen's loading um, Dana's iPod with Betty songs. Nuh-uh. No, not really. We actually looked. We couldn't figure out what I was saying. So no, we um, got a screen cap of when Carmen is loading Dana's iPod, and we could see a couple of the things she was putting on there. No Betty. That no, there see. wasn't any Betty, but one of the things she was putting on there was the Planet podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. They Didn't you see the little globe with the L on it in the corner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should have had, instead of Penn & Teller's bullshit on TV, they should have had... Um, a YoPlay commercial. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Shane and Carmen are having a nice day. It looks like on a weekend at home, just being leisurely around the house. And then Carmen spills the beans. She kind of throws it out there out of nowhere that she cheated on. <laughs> it was Shane. like she was trying to slip it in there. Like, well, let's see. I yeah. shot a gun once. I cheat on you, and I like classical music. <laughs> Let's go get some lunch. <laughs> and Shane's reaction was pretty interesting. Of course, Carmen cheated with Robin. Who's Robin? Every gay girl in the oh. world. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because she's like, what's her name? And she said Robin. And Shane's like, Robin, blah, blah, blah. Like Shane's probably slept with every Robin in Los Angeles. <laughs> That'd be weird to be going out with somebody and then cheat on them and pretty much figure that whoever you're sleeping with. Is probably somebody that they also slept with. But Shane's reaction was pretty cryptic and a little bit deep. I didn't quite get it because I'm not cryptic or deep. (laughs) Shane was so upset that she read a book. I mean, obviously she's pissed, but I don't really think she's hurt. That's the impression I I got. And then they had angry sex afterwards. Yeah, Carmen comes in and she says, can't we just start over with a clean slate? Never say that to your girlfriend because you can't. You can't start over. You can't have a clean slate. Oh, you mean like unfixable? Once you cheat, that's it. And I'm it, not saying the relationship is over, right. but it's never the same. Yeah, you can't start over. It's impossible. Even if a person forgives you, it's just still never going to be the same. You're right. Do you speak from experience here? Yes. <laughs> you cheater. <laughs> So, I've never cheated on my girlfriend. Which I've never cheated oh. on any girl. <laughs> well, I cheated on every boy with a girl. <laughs> no, not just with girls, but German shepherds. <laughs> the only time that I've cheated is when I knew it was over anyway. I don't really know how that would be to like stay with someone who you've cheated on. I don't think I could do it. On either side. I don't think I could do it if I were the one being cheated on, and I don't think I could stay with someone if I were the one who had cheated. Yeah. Well, now that I'm an adult <clears throat> and not some crazy teenager that or doesn't matter. college student, I would never cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, like, my girlfriend were in a coma or something, or she were <laughs> stranded on a desert island and I thought she was dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so you know. I think you know, I think we know what never means. <laughs> if she were walking around and her head blew off, but her rest of her body was animated, I might cheat on her. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, I, I take your point. What if your girlfriend um, woke up tomorrow, you guys woke up, and she was a man? It was clearly her. But a man. Would you well, stay with depends. her? Well, this depends. Is it dick for a day or dick forever? Forever. Well, let's say you don't know, but a year goes by and she hasn't changed back yet. We'd have to just stay friends. You wouldn't stay? You wouldn't I fuck might, her? I might stay going out with her, but I would need to be allowed to have sex with girls. Why? Is this going to happen? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Of course not. I'm just trying to think of situations that you would cheat. Okay, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Shane's different than yeah. the normal New Mexican girl. <laughs> what? I mean, I think that she's willing to forget about it. Apparently, based on scenes from next week. Because sex is not like the number one thing with her, obviously, or else she'd still be sleeping with a different girl every day. Shane goes on to like drink in the middle of the afternoon, which nothing wrong with that. I'm surprised she doesn't do that anyway. I'm all for drinking in the middle of the afternoon, middle of the morning, middle People of the People already think we're, like, drunk when we do the podcast. 
First of all, we usually do it in the morning before work. Maybe we should do our season finale show. Drunk. (laughs) (laughs) We could play a drinking game while we do the show. Oh, that's a good one, Let's. I was thinking of doing that this time because we could um, have to take a shot, not just a drink. Oh, my God. But a shot every time we disagreed. Because we disagree kind of a lot. Or every time one of us interrupts the other. What, the interrupter has to drink? Because I would be wasted in 10 minutes. I constantly interrupt you. (laughs) Both. We get a guest appearance in this episode by one of my favorite characters. Tim. (laughs) (laughs) He's your favorite. No. Not Tim. Who do you think? Tanya. (laughs) I love Tanya. I always loved her. She looks different, but I couldn't really put my finger on why. Tanya's at the hospital for her IVF, and she has no idea Dana's sick, and Alice doesn't tell her. She's obviously not with Melissa Rivers anymore, and she's trying to get pregnant so that she'll have someone who will never leave. (laughs) Bad idea. Why do you think Alice didn't tell Tanya about Dana? That'd be the first thing. What's the point? Tanya doesn't need to get sucked back into Dana world. Dana is Alice's. Alice doesn't want to bring Tanya into it. I mean, what benefit would Dana get from seeing Tanya? I wonder if she's going to be on any future episodes, Tanya. Maybe it seems like not, but I don't know. Maybe the occasional pop-up here and there. I hope so. I liked her. Maybe she'll get together with Tim. (laughs) No, Tanya is really gay. She's not going to suddenly change her entire identity like Alice or Tina or Helena. I think Alice was just keeping her options open. I don't think she was ever really bisexual. I disagree because do you know what a pain in the ass it is to identify as bisexual in a group of lesbian friends? No. Because they fuck with you. (laughs) What do you mean? Dykes don't like bisexuals and they just have all these little barbs and they make these little comments. It's a pain in the ass. If you could be a dyke, you would. Because being bi, people are shitty. Well, it's like, it's like one of the few mean. things like being fat that people still think it's okay to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. Now, I'm sorry for all the things I've said. <laughs> but just make up your mind. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I'm not going to stop making fun of it. I was going to say I was going to, but I'm not. That's okay. I can take it. There's an awkward moment at the restaurant with Tina and her new het friends where some people assume that baby Angelica is adopted. And they say something like, there's so many needy children out there. The people were older. And plus, they it seemed like they saw a family that was similar to a family that they were related to. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they just made a bunch of assumptions. Obviously, they made a bunch of assumptions that were incorrect. Yeah. Well, I think one of the assumptions that people make about Angelica is that someone like Tina would not choose a black donor, mm-hmm. which is obviously racist and stupid because look at that baby. She's fucking adorable. Well, it's and stupid perfect. because obviously she did choose that. Yeah, but you're not going to start some big conversation in the middle of... Then again, I'm sorry to interrupt, but actually Bet chose because remember the guy shows up and Tina's like, you could have told me he was black. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> opposed to it. But. but yeah, she went with it. But you're not going to bring it up in the middle of, you know, Italian eatery world or whatever. Like, oh, actually, this is, you know, she's not going to tell these people. It was just easier to be like, okay, whatever. And just let them go on their Mm -hmm. merry way. It's just like when Bet was at the bus stop and the guy's like, are you married? She paused for a second and then she's like, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's just like, well, who cares if this person knows? Obviously, there's... Not a snowball's chance that Bet is going to get custody of right. Angelica. She's probably going to be damn lucky if she even gets any visitation. But I do think that that baby would be better off with Bet. I don't know, honestly. If you were the baby. Okay, yeah, forget it. If I were the baby, I'd want to be raised by Bet. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot of people wouldn't. Plus, Tina can just go get knocked up again now that she's straight. <laughs> That doesn't mean anything. Like the baby's disposable. (laughs) I can just pop another one out. It's no biggie. (laughs) What is going to happen? Are they going to keep Tina in the storyline? That's weird because I hope she doesn't just disappear and no one ever mentions her again. Well, it might be better that way. Well, I mean, I don't think the actress is leaving the show. No, it doesn't. And plus, she's really bisexual in real life. Of course, if they get rid of somebody, it's going to be someone who's not. Mm, I disagree. Disagree with what? I haven't said anything. You just disagree. 
<laughs> okay, well, I disagree that, back. I, <laughs> just to be no, disagreeable. I, <laughs> I disagree <laughs> that the actor's orientation has anything to do with their status on the show, with their employment. <clears throat> I agree with you. So, therefore, you do not disagree with me. <laughs> okay. No, I was just saying it figures. I disagree. I think I do disagree. <laughs> But how are they going to keep Tina in the storyline and still have her be interesting? I can see how they could keep her in on the show and not be interesting. Well, maybe they're just going to have the whole legal battle all next season. Maybe Bet's going to, like, take the kid to Mexico. We've said that before. I could see that happening. Bet is ballsy. I don't know. That's pretty ballsy, though. Even well, for Bet. Yeah, kidnapping is going a little <laughs> far. I think they'd both be decent mothers. I don't even think it matters that much. So there are two things that could happen with Angelica. She could either go live with Tina, and assuming that Tina's going to stay with this guy, she'll have a sibling. She'll have a decent dad, even though he's gross. He's probably a good guy. And, I mean, Tina seems to be a good mother. The only thing that puts it off there is that she's half black, and so people might assume certain things about her or say racist things or whatever. Which, really, that's not – that doesn't affect whether or not they're a good family. Right. That's other people's bullshit. Right. I'm just saying what the baby has to deal with. And then situation B is she goes to live with her lesbian mother. I mean, that seems like the more difficult situation to grow up in. Also, that seems way more intelligent and the baby would probably be exposed to more things culturally, which I think would be the healthier situation. But uh, as we know, most people disagree there. Yeah, then again, if she lives with Bet, she's going to be exposed to more things like unprotected electrical outlets. And <laughs> <laughs> But if she's with Tina, she'll be exposed to unprotected penises, unprotected sex. A mom who has unprotected sex with a guy she's known for a day and a half, that's really responsible. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Obviously, if it does go to court, Tina's going to keep her baby. I mean, she had the baby. That's the way it goes. Bet didn't even adopt her yet. Bet has no legal standing with that kid at all. Mexico it is. <laughs> you think? No. Well, ironically, they show Bet going to the same lawyer that Tina used. It looks like she's a judge now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, since Jennifer Beals is pregnant, maybe she can use that to get the judge interested in her because <laughs> she's a baby chaser. <laughs> then there's Peabody versus... What's Dylan's P-Brain. <laughs> yeah, Peabody versus P-Brain. Dylan versus Helena. It's actually Peggy Peabody versus Danny P-Brain. Don't you love Peggy? Yeah. I really like her. I wish she were a real person or just on the show more. <laughs> I dig her a lot. So they went in and had their little meeting. Kind of made both sides look schmuckish. Helena just looks so shell-shocked. Oh, I feel really bad for her. She looks heartbroken. She is. She's a passionate woman. Exact. That's exactly Helena's thing. People think that she's manipulative or, or whatever, a stalker. But she's just passionate. She doesn't hold back. The lawyers went back and forth. And then they got to a point where they were like, okay, obviously the wise thing to do here is just to settle out of court. And Peggy Peabody's like, bullshit, we're going to make them go through it. Mm-hmm. Which is so awesome. I wish that that would have happened. Me too. But instead, Helena makes this thing out of it and says, just tell me you don't love me and you don't want to see me ever again. And Dylan's like, okay. In her mind, she's like, okay, all I have to do is say this one sentence and I get $3 million. <laughs> so <laughs> she says it and then walks out. I mean, do you think that's the end of the story? And then Helena signs the paper. So you don't but think- the thing is, Helena says, tell me you never want to see me again and tell me you never were in love with me. And all Dylan says is, I never want to see you again. Yeah. That fucking bitch. Helena needs some closure. She needs to hear, I never loved you. And that selfish bitch Dylan (laughs) won't even say, I never loved you. Which she clearly didn't or else she wouldn't have fucked her over like this. So basically, Dylan is a prostitute. She had sex for money. And her boyfriend is her pimp. For a lot of money. She used her. So you think that's the last we're going to see of Dylan? I do think. If you didn't know that, would you still think it? If I didn't know what? Like if you no, didn't, I don't know if she's oh, I think the show or not. But I think she just signed on for like three shows, so I, I'm pretty sure she's gone. But if I didn't know better, I would think that we we're going to see her again. No, I'm sure we won't. Which is too bad. Helena could do better. 
Obviously. Hopefully she will. Helena hasn't had a good time of it since we've known her. Helena's one of the hottest women on the show. On the planet. <laughs> and I don't mean the coffee shop. <laughs> and the people who she's gone out with have been Tina and Dylan. What? And her ex-wife slash mother of her children. I forget what she looks like. She's all right. They need to set Helena up with a hottie. Maybe I could make a guest appearance to be Helena's slave dog for a week. <laughs> you know, why couldn't that psychic, the psychic knows she drives a blue car, but she doesn't know she's going to scam her for three mil? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that Dylan? I don't I know. I forgot all about the psychic. What blue car? We never saw what Dylan drives. I see. Well, she said she's a bisexual brunette, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, I totally forgot about that. She's going to be driving a big blue Mercedes now. Yeah. <laughs> A blue Escalade with spinning up caps. <laughs> <laughs> of course, at the very end of the show, we lose Dana. Where did she go? They lost her in a department store. Shut she's still up. She's still <laughs> missing in the coat section. I did that once when I was a little kid. <laughs> what does this have to do with breast cancer? <laughs> I was just imagining Dana lost in the coats like I was. <laughs> it was really sad. And... They show what everyone is doing at the moment that Dana dies. Mm -hmm. And everybody's just doing their thing, but Bet on the bus. Wait. They show Carmen and Shane fucking. Yeah. And like, what's with the voices? Yeah, they start doing that echo bullshit from season two. (laughs) What the hell is that? At first I thought she was saying that like while they're having sex. I cheated on you. That's real sexy. Cheating, 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 (laughs) cheating. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Everybody's doing their thing the moment Dana dies. And Bet on the bus, this weird look passes over her face like she yeah. she senses something. And that gave me chills. It was really weird. Yeah, because you hear about... Have you ever experienced that yourself? No, I'm a science person. What the fuck? I don't think you can control it. <laughs> I don't believe in that shit. You don't think that happens at all? Even if it happens, I don't believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is that God standing outside the window? <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> no, that's if you just saw a reflection. Him, you wouldn't believe in him. <laughs> okay, him. so. Him. Oh, shit. Whatever. It's a fictitious character. <laughs> it's like Santa Claus. You can't argue that Santa Claus is male. All right, anyway. <laughs> I think that that does happen. I've heard people say that, but... Actually, now that I think of it, the people who have said that are nuts. (laughs) My mom. (laughs) I knew you were going to say your mom. You did? As soon as you said the people were nuts, I'm like, she's going to say your mom. (laughs) I wonder if she knew what it was or if she just got a weird feeling. I bet she just got chills or something. She just had that feeling where the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Because Vigo's breathing down it. Is that who that was? No, it just looked like him. Oh. Don't you think? And now that you say it, he would never be on the L word. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, I doubt He's it. an artsy guy. I have to point out, first of all, there were a couple little cameos in the hospital. Um, Dana's nurse was Mistress Cleo from those commercials. No, it wasn't. It was Gwen. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> hi, Dana. My name is Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, she was Jamaican. You're right. Okay. Uh, and then the, the doctor that told Alice that Dana died was the guy that played Thomas from Smoke Signals, and he was he's been in all the <laughs> Sherman Alexi movies. Hey, Victor. No, it wasn't. It was for real. It was Thomas. No, it wasn't. Hey, Victor. It was really him. Yeah. Why the hell was he on the L word? I don't know. I guess Sherman Alexi doesn't make enough movies for him to live off only that. That was really him. I mean, I don't know. I didn't read the credits, but it sure looked like him. He talked like him. He had that weird Pacific Northwest accent. And Dana looks, ugh, she looks like death. Her lips yeah. are blue. She has that look like of, like if you go to a funeral and see somebody in their casket. It was awful. It was just so sad. And her hands were all blackened on the oh. tips. And Alice loses it. Of course. She falls down on the floor. As soon and as she's all alone. As soon as they said it, I'm like, she's going to fall down on the floor. And that stupid Daisy starts singing, of course. Alicia Haley should have been the one to get cancer. Why? Because she could do movies. She's such a good actress. No, I don't really, I mean, I don't want her to leave. I love her, but she's so good. She's going to get picked up. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think so? You don't think she's going to be a movie star? I kind of do. Well, they say that once you're past 29, it's impossible to get work as a 
woman. <laughs> That's after. what I was going to say is that she's kind of grown into herself and she actually looks better now. Like, you know how Meryl Streep, when she was super young, yeah, she was pretty and a good actress. But then once she reached like a very mature age, she's even better. That's kind of how I think. So now you're comparing Leisha Haley <laughs> to Meryl Streep? Okay, wow. that is kind of, woo! But <laughs> yeah, in that regard. So yeah, Dana's dead. <laughs> the end. I have to say the show, um, I teared up both times I watched it. It was very Pussy. emotional. But Pussy. would you cut it out? Pussy. <laughs> See, you can't push that button. It's just like if you oh. tell me to stop something. Okay, keep saying pussy. I have to say that the show where Buffy's mom died of a brain tumor was more emotional for me. I thought that was Can a better we get death episode. One show without mentioning that. I haven't talked about Lost. Okay, so here's my question. You have a question? Yes. Um, season three is wrapping up. We know the L word is coming back for season four. We don't know who's going and who's staying, other than obviously Aaron Daniels is going. Rumor has it that. <laughs> Sarah Shahi is not sticking around, but that's unconfirmed. So who's going to disappear? Disappear? Well, Mark disappeared in between seasons with no notice. What What do you think is going to happen between season three and season four? I think Carmen's going to disappear. I think they'll have a little storyline where Carmen leaves, if yeah. she's leaving. Which, But I mean, do you think anyone else is going to leave the show? <laughs> it seems that Tina, it seems that Laurel Holloman is sticking around, even though I don't know why her character is the devil. Helena is going to still be around. Is anyone, do you think anyone else is going to leave? We should talk about this on our season wrap up show. Okay. Do you want to talk about what we're going to do in between seasons three and four right now? Or do you want to save that for the chart? We're getting a lot of questions about it. We can do it. Okay. So we've been getting numerous emails asking what we're going to do in between seasons three and four, whether we're going to keep podcasting and what we'll podcast about. And it's funny that they assume that we're going to do season four because we're quitting after this. No, just kidding. April Fool's early. I told everybody that we were doing season four already, I think. Yeah, we're obviously doing it. Definitely Um, want to do season four. Well, we haven't really talked about it. Not that much. I mean, there's no way in hell I can keep doing this every single week because I'll freaking die. What we have planned is that we're going to do, after episode 12, we're going to do that one, obviously. Mm -hmm. Then we'll do another chart, and then we'll do a season. Yeah, season three recap. Then we'll do a show predicting what we think about what's going to happen season four. Yeah, our foiler show. So that's like three extra shows right there, Mm -hmm. which means about a month's worth of shows. And then... We're going to probably do some more. (laughs) Wait, what are we going to do? Well, I mean, there's stuff we could do. We could go back to seasons one and two, but I'm not convinced that that is a good idea. I don't want to do that. We could do some podcasts that are more in-depth character analysis, like one whole episode dedicated to the story arc of Helena from the first she came on to now. And we could do that for different characters, maybe. Mm. You know, it's the L Word Fan Podcast, and in the off-season, if we keep podcasting, I'm afraid it's going to turn into the Elka and Casey show, and that's not as good. Not everybody cares what Elka and Casey have to say (laughs) if we're not talking about the L Word. So we have, so basically at this point in time, we're going to do season 12, the show. Season 12. I hope it goes for 12 (laughs) seasons. We're going to do episode 12 show. Then we're going to do the chart. Then we're going to do recap of the whole season Mm -hmm. and what we thought of it overall. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do predictions for season four. And then we're probably going to take a little break, which means a couple weeks. And then we're probably going to come back with some sort of show, but we don't know what. Yeah, I guess we need to think about it. And we have talked about doing a video podcast. We're definitely not ruling that out yet. Yeah, we haven't decided yet. We do that over the summer when it's nice out. We might do like a travel one or something. I guess it breaks down to we'll do some podcasts, but it's not going to be regularly as regularly as it has been, which is still irregular. (laughs) Our next chart, we're going to have lots and lots of listener feedback. The comic contest winners. Yes, for real. (laughs) And the interview with my mom. All right. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Adios, amigas. I drink good coffee every morning Comes from a place 
that's far away And when I'm done I feel like talking Without you here There is less to say Even though I may soon feel the touch of love, I just don't think I'll ever get And then she picks up the baggie off of the cold linoleum floor and kisses the nipple through the plastic. And what do you call your podcast? The Aristocrats. (laughs) Is that good? (laughs) You love me. (laughs) All right. Are we done? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, uh, something's never changed. I'm gonna kick your ass! The music on this podcast is from Kanye West from the CD Late Registration, Tenacious D, self-titled CD, and Colin Hay from the Garden State soundtrack.